Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Hey wrestling fans, this is Gary Michael Capetta, and you're listening to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast with the Enforcer and the Stallion. It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. With the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. All night! Welcome back to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your hosts. He's the Stallion. I'm the Enforcer. We are back with the AEW Dynamite slash grand slam slash rampage experience review recap results whatever you want to call it uh we we traveled to a wrestling show joe for the first time since <sighs> shit i think there was an evolve show in february of 2020 <laughs> right that was last was that the last time pre-pandemic yes first time since yeah. before the pandemic started so uh dynamite was in uh, new jersey in newark Ugh. this past wednesday so we actually we had we had purchased tickets to that show before the pandemic started and then it got delayed of course because of all the pandemic related reasons and finally uh they landed in newark this past wednesday on the 15th and uh we were there yeah so on this show what we'll do is we'll recap kind of what that experience was like what we took away from it and what we can expect next week on what i think we could safely say is the biggest uh dynamite show of all time joe would you agree and rampage yeah, I mean, they're, they're certainly touting it as that. Um, they've, they've stacked a card pretty good for it on Wednesday, and then they've taken Rampage and extended it to a two-hour show for next week. Um, there's going to be a lot of matches on that card, which we'll get through, but it's going to include guys like CM Punk Wrestling and Adam Cole and the Young Bucks and a couple other Minoru Suzuki. Uh, so there's a lot of things that are going to be happening on Rampage next week as well. Yeah, we will, uh, we'll get to that shortly, but we'll start with Dynamite and um, Rampage this week. Unfortunately... Due to the Long Island Railroad and their fuckery, uh, we were only able to stay for Dynamite. But um, uh, Dynamite, well, so we got their um, little VIP experience. I ate my body weight in uh, sliders, which was cool. Um, we had wings. 
sliders, free poster, the VIP experience, you know, for the price point, Joe, I thought it was a beyond a fair deal. I think it was two fifty a ticket plus fees. And we had row six plus the VIP stuff. I, I was fine with that. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty nice. They gave you a couple of giveaways, like you said. Um, and the, uh, there's like a little, like a little bar lounge area that they let us into where you could get uh, one free drink and some of the, like you said, appetizer type food. So that was nice. Got there a little early. I uh, got some, uh, Got some food and drinks on us and then went down to the, uh, the, the seats. As you mentioned, we were about six or seven rows back from ringside. Um, and, you know, it was really a great location. We were kind of uh, on the side of the arena where the stage was, like where the ramp was, where rest was coming down. So like if we looked to our left, we would see them walking out from the entranceway towards the ring. So it was pretty cool to be that close. Um, for those who watched Dynamite, you saw we were, it was the same side where CM Punk dove into the crowd. Uh, onto yep. some of the hands. So we were in that section. We didn't catch him. Uh, we weren't in that spot, but we, uh, we were right there when that happened. Yeah. And the cool thing about the VIP was to the private entrance, no waiting on lines in out did our thing. It was cool. Um, I will say, I'm going to bring this up. Uh, we were evicted from our seats, Joe. We were evicted from our seats. So we had uh, the end, the two end seats, which you have swayed me over time. I always wanted to be in the center. So like you're smack dab in the ring. Nope. Fuck it. Where you want to be is on the end seat. So the guy in the end can stretch out, have all the room in the world. And if we got to get up to go to the bathroom, we don't got to walk through people. At my advanced age, I'm here for comfort. And the end seats provide us comfort. So we had a row seven, I think it was. And the cool thing was like row all the floor seats, at least on our side, there wasn't a bad floor seat. Sometimes when you get seats on the floor, if you're like 10 or plus more rows back, you're like looking like this and like the rings here. So you really can't see anything. Our seats were awesome. And we were on the end. So if we wanted to stand up the entire time, we totally could have. Yeah. I mean, Un- yeah, until, go ahead. <laughs> until. And I want every, I want everybody's take on this. And frankly, Bagu, I'm looking at you. Cause I want, I want to know what you would have done in this situation. So we go to our seats and now uh, to be, I don't want to get too pandemic-y and all this shit, but um, Newark is uh, New Jersey. It's not a vax mandate and masks are encouraged, which is fine. You want to, uh, no problem with that. But so we get to our seats and there's two people to our left and we go to sit in the seats and the guy comes over to me and he goes, uh, hey, um, the, who, the woman I'm with uh, is has an autoimmune uh, or what was the term? We said immuno, immunocompromised, I believe. Immunocompromised. Would you mind switching seats with us? <laughs> so fucking mad about this. Like, here's the thing, right? You picked the tickets that you they were both wearing masks. I was actually wearing uh i was wearing a mask i think you were and then as soon as they mentioned that you put on the mask for this person but they asked us to switch seats so they could have the aisle i am i'm not a huge guy but i'm not the smallest guy and the people that were on the inside were definitely not the smallest people i think the one guy was bleeding into your seat by about a third (laughs) so i look at this guy the guy that asked us and i'm like uh dude you know what you should do now me you know my uh, quick goat thinking here if anybody remembers adam similar the goat quick goat thinking i go oh you should go to the usher and let them know and maybe they'll give you like a seat like your own special seat he's like oh it's a good idea 
So then he goes to the usher, and I'm like, fuck yeah. Not only did we get rid of them, no offense, but now the two seats next to us are empty, and we can really spread out, and we have the entire four seats on the end. Nah, nah, nah. The usher's like, oh, you're immunocompromised? I don't give a fuck. So go back to your seats. So now he comes back to the seats, and me and you were like, what's the move? Like, can how do you say no to that, right? Like, is that... I was the one that in it that eventually said yes. I'm a sucker. Like, is that was that the right move to tell them we would switch their seats? What do you, what do you do? I mean, yeah, I think so. I mean, assuming assuming it was a shoot, right? I'm that's assuming the that, other uh, thing. You know, yeah. So, uh, but I mean, I'm figuring it was, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's the gentlemanly thing to do. I, I believe that's the right call. And you know, we ended up, fortunately for us, in the same section towards the back of that, you know, on the floor area in that in that section by the ramp. And the last couple of rows were not full. The last two or three rows were not full. So we were able to kind of sneak back into the last row of the section where the aisle was open. Uh, and we had a little bit more room and freedom the rest of the night, with the exception of, uh, I believe, what's called the jib camera, perhaps. I don't know. If it's yeah, which almost took, it was. I'm, I'm short, and that thing almost took me out on a couple of times. But was, uh, we got swinging to stand. around. Yeah. 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 So we got to stand the entire time with nobody behind us. So it was really cool. Like, the seats were great. Um, the experience though, when we got there, dude, those like explain the lines. Cause I can't just like what the lines for merch and all that stuff. It was unbelievable. Yeah. So, I mean, I, this is the first like AEW, this is the first AEW show I've been to. So, uh, you know, most of my experience when it comes to big arena shows has been all WWE. So long and short, there was, uh, there were two, uh, merchandise stands in, on the concourse level where we were at. So the lines for shirts and all the other AEW merchandise were exceedingly long. Uh, by the end of the night, we went back, I think maybe around halfway through dynamite to check yeah, out and see, if, yep. Yep, to see if the, the lines were shorter, which they were, but they were out of a lot of merchandise. So <laughs> good on them for being able to sell all those shirts. Um, you know, they had shirts for, CM Punk, of course, his new shirt, Brian Danielson, a couple of AEW generic shirts, um, Adam Cole shirt, you know, with the exception of, I think, the 5XL Brian Danielson and some CM Punk shirts, because I'm assuming the they small CM overstacked shirt. those. Yeah, um, most of the stuff was gone. So good good on them. I'm sure they made a, tons, of, tons of money off that, and they should. Um, so, yeah, the lines were super long for that, super, super popular. Um, a lot of people Dude, were the into it. Fucking slingback backpack that you were online for. They literally ripped it off the wall when we finally got there. It was crazy. But yeah. um, you know, even the woman, the the woman that worked at Prudential Center was walking around and she was like, Holy shit, she's never seen it like this. Dude, there was there was tailgate, there was people outside. It felt like a big event and throughout the entire event. So when you get um Doors opened at six. The show started promptly at seven. They taped dark elevation, went right into dynamite. There was no like lull, right? Like to me, the whole show flew, with the exception of the Jade Cargill match. Sorry to be that guy. It's true. Uh, we were getting merch at that point anyway. But like the entire show, like it literally felt like the crowd was part of it. Um, like every every segment there was some sort of crowd interaction um justin roberts was doing a really good job in between um commercials to get the crowd pumped up it was probably one of the most fun wrestling shows uh especially big arena like listen when we go to an evolve show and we sit front row it's an hour and a half two hour show it flies by and we're like the action's right here it's a little bit different it's a giant arena that fits 13,000 15,000 seats and to make 
everybody in a 15,000 seat arena feel like they're part of the show is, uh, you know, definitely a feat in itself. Yeah. I mean, it, I think I mentioned it at some point during the night that it reminded me of going to um, like a, like a Monday night raw during the attitude era. Cause it was, everything seemed to move very quickly, you know, where there wasn't a lot of dragging segments. There wasn't any of that. Everything moved along or they had something in the ring. Then they'd go to something on the video screen even they go to commercial, like you said, Justin Roberts would talk to the crowd, bring some things up, you know, during the commercial. Um, even a couple of times, you know, they had entrances take place during the commercial breaks. So everything seemed to move and flow really well. It reminded me of those Attitude Era shows when it was two hours of Raw and there were so many acts and teams and whatever that are over and people came to see. So, I, you know, it, it moved very quickly. It was super entertaining. It was a lot of fun. You know, and I think this show was really intended to be a buildup for the grand slam shows. Um, so we still got to see some good matches and, and some really good promo segments um, and angles and things like that. So yeah, I yeah, thought it went really well. Being there for CM Punk's entrance is just, it, it's so cool, man. It, it really is. Uh, the music hits the entire place, chanting CM Punk, the entire place, uh, you know, sing along with the song. And so picture it. We're there eight o'clock hits. Um, they well right before eight o'clock they announced Tony and Jr. and stuff like that. And the fans are up, and then they announce CM Punk, and the fans go ballistic. CM Punk takes his seat at the commentary table. Everybody kind of goes, ah, comes down. Adam Cole's music hits, so boom, right back up. So it, like you and I, we just looked at each other. We're like, holy shit! Like it's just like all the way up, and then a good match, and then it was it was really a well put together show. And when they announced. Um, because we saw the Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega segment. <clears throat> and then after the segment, you and I were talking we're like, dude, holy shit. Imagine if they had it a grand slam next week and never in my wildest dreams that I imagined that would happen next week. Like I thought they would be building towards a pay-per-view and then on the screen, they showed next week and we were just like, what the, what? And uh, that's kind of where we are now. So uh, this week is AEW grand slam at the Arthur Ashe Tennis Stadium, Billie Jean King. I don't know how many names this place has, but it is a 15-plus thousand-seat tennis arena that has never seen professional wrestling ever. So I am excited to see what the event is like. You and I, now, mathematically, I was looking at it. Where our seats are next week are exactly where Moxley and um, Eddie Kingston came out last week so there's a chance if they come out the exact same angle the exact same corner that i'm going to saving silverman eddie kingston um <laughs> if anybody gets that reference next oh, week my so i'm uh i'm looking forward to it and let's without further ado man let's get to the show as i was just kind of glancing at it on paper joe there's this is a pay-per-view card, right? Like top to bottom. I, so I guess we could start. Let's see. Dynamite has five matches. Yep. Rampage has six. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll start. Uh, we'll go in order on the Wikipedia. So I have it up so I can, uh, I'll, I'll fire it off to you. First match of the night, Brian Hillman Jr. versus New York's own Plainview, Long Island's own douche nozzle, MJF. Yeah, I mean, uh, so 
I'm pretty, I mean, listen, I, I'm super confident that MJF is going to win the match. Um, you know, he lost his last one against Jericho at the pay-per-view, but I think, you know, we, you and I were talking about it during dynamite this past week when we were there that they're, you know, they seems like they're trying something with Pillman jr. Right. They're doing a little bit of a buildup with him as a single um, kind of started and got a little bit more momentum in Cincinnati in his hometown. And now he's getting a shot against MJF here. So I, I don't expect him to win, but I think it's going to be one of those things where it's an opportunity for him to have a good showing in a singles match against, you know, a top level guy in AEW like MJF or as, as young as he is. Um, but he's a heat machine right now. So uh, I expect it to be a solid match. I'm sure the crowd will be super into it, but I expect MJF to get the victory. Yep. I'm with you on this one. MJF should get the victory. He's the guy knows how to get like nuclear heat when he was talking to Brian Pillman in hell. I mean, that is just, that is stuff you don't see anymore. And there was a lot of good heat on um, dynamite this week. That wasn't like cheap heat. So uh, I'm with you. I think the crowd popped pretty well for Brian Pillman jr. And not, and he's got the best theme song, dude. It is straight out of 1986. It's so fun. Uh, I love it, but I think MJF gets the win here next up. Uh, a returning Cody Rhodes, who we did not expect to see um, return last week at Dynamite as he uh, wrestled Rosario Dawson away from Malachi Black. Cody Rhodes, Malachi Black. Um, man, this is a tough. Malachi Black shouldn't be losing here ever. Not ever. But Malachi Black should not be losing. Cody Rhodes, for all intents and purposes, everybody can shit on Cody because that's what they do, but he's really done a good job of putting people over uh, Brody Lee for the TV title. Now Malachi black, like literally ran through him and destroyed him. And I'm pretty sure he got pinned at some point by Anthony Agogo. So Malachi black should win, uh, but it's tough to see Cody come back and take another loss here. I still don't think you, you um, have Malachi black drop it. So I'm going with black. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think initially when I heard that the match was going to happen, I just assumed Cody would get his win back, but I don't think that's the right thing to do here. Um, you know, I think Cody is pretty Teflon in the sense that he can, you know, win or lose as many matches as they, as they want. And he'll still be at the same level that he is um, in terms of popularity. He's got other things going on. Obviously he's got the, um, the reality show that he does with his wife. Um, he's got the, game show that he does, whatever it is. So he's got other things going on, uh, including being an EVP in the company. I think the best thing to do is to continue to put Malachi Black over. So I think uh, Malachi Black will win. And this match might be a little bit more competitive than the last one was. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Uh, next up, we have Sting and Darby Allen versus FTR with Tully Blanchard. Holy cow. Um, the heat that Tully and FTR got when they took the face paint off of Sting and Darby was like nuclear heat it was such a great segment um this is a lot of fun for me and i'm sure for the guys in ftr being the nwa historians and fans they are they they are just jumping at the bit to get in the ring with sting um i don't think ftr should be losing another one here and i think it's okay if sting gets pinned um so i think ftr with tully blanchard get the win here and part of me wonders if there was a spot for rick flair to return in this match before the plane ride from hell dark side of the ring, which 19 years later has caused actually more chaos now than it did when it happened. So I don't think we'll be seeing flair. I think we were probably going to, but uh, I think FTR and sting get the win. Uh, I'm sorry. FTR get the win when they pin sting. 
Yeah, I'm, I think, uh, yeah, I, we were talking about that as well, as far as if this was a spot for Ric Flair to show up. I don't know if it was or wasn't. I would suspect that it won't happen either way now uh, with some things going on. It's just probably not a good look. Uh, but either way, I think in this case, I think I'm going to go with Sting and Darby uh, because, like you said, the heat segment last week was really put put in pretty heavy. I think it got a lot of people wanting to see FTR get their asses kicked. Um, and I think just looking at the matches we've had so far, we've had two heels go over with MJF and Malachi Black. So I think it's a spot for Darby and Sting to get a win and get some revenge here. Uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see if, if they get any help to counter Tully Blanchard on the outside, but I'm going to go with Sting and Darby. All right. They don't get Flair. Who would they get? Well, I mean, they still have Arn under contract. I'm not really sure what's going on with him. Um, oh, shit. That's a good call. You know, I mean, they've, they've teased stuff like that before, but you know, if they, if their ultimate plan was to do like a, an in-ring horseman reunion, then you probably don't want to, you probably don't want to go that route. So Barry, Barry Windham. <laughs> I would pop yeah. Barry Windham. I don't know how, I don't know what the, the crowd would do, but I think that's a really good point um, to go with the faces here. I don't know. I just don't want to see FTR losing again. Um, well, speaking of baby faces, after last night's AEW Rampage segment, I am super pumped for this match. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Soho, uh, Destination Unknown, Ruby Soho. This was a fantastic segment on Dynamite. Um, I really enjoyed Ruby Soho getting to kind of like be herself and see her, um, her personality shine, and she's much more comfortable speaking when it's her words coming out i think we're gonna have a new aew women's world champion joe um i don't know if we should because of how great brit brit baker is but looking at this card too with all of the heels winning i i actually think they're gonna go right for ruby soho and maybe have a rematch at the pay-per-view but i, I think soho takes the title yeah, I mean, I, it's interesting because you know she's a new signing and they're trying to give her some momentum when she comes in, obviously, by having her win the Casino Battle Royal and put her right in the program with Britt Baker. Um, she's gotten great reactions from the crowd. I mean, she's definitely a very talented wrestler, at least from everything I've seen of her. Um, you know, even the, the limitations that she had on her in WWE, right? She's she's very, she's very good. Uh, I, I don't see them taking the title off Britt um, unless they do a quick switch back, but that doesn't seem to be their, their style. Um, so I think ultimately the long game with Brit is thunder, the Thunder Rosa match. I think that that's going to happen eventually. So I think, uh, Brit will find a way to retain the title here on, uh, dynamite. I like that. We have an AEW show that we're predicting that we have different predictions for, because I think for all out, <clears throat> we were 10 for 10, right? We I think agreed. we all had the same picks. Yes. For, and uh, for we were right on all of them. So that, that was a pretty kind of predictable show. This to me, not so much. Uh, the main event of AEW dynamite grand slam. Holy shit. Kenny Omega with Don Callis piece of shit. Carney Don Callis versus the American dragon, Brian Danielson, no title on the line. Wow. Um, this is the dream match that everybody's wanted for like the last since probably since Okada versus Omega one, this was the match that everybody was like, we got to see that match. We got to see that match. Is Kenny Omega going to come to WWE and wrestle Brian Danielson? No, Brian Danielson left WWE to wrestle Kenny Omega. I love the fact that it's non-title playing off the, um, 
you know, wins and losses matter in AEW. So Danielson's not getting a title shot. And that means to me, Brian Danielson gets the win over Kenny on Wednesday night. It's going to be the match of the year. And I'm here for it. Brian Danielson beats Kenny dynamite grand slam. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it, it seems to be pointing to, you know, when you, when you have the non-title factor into it um, and especially a, a big signing like Brian Danielson, you know, for everything I've read about him is he's always about trying to put other people over. Uh, but I, I assume that if you look at it from a long game perspective, you know, he should get a win here. Um, and then ultimately down the road a little bit, maybe get a title shot either against Omega while he still has the championship or something along those lines and then lose and, you know, kind of return the favor. Um, I, I don't see, I think it's not a great business move, right. To bring a guy like him in and have him lose right out of the gate. Um, Omega is pretty, again, this, the spot that Omega is in and his reputation, he can lose a couple matches here and there and not lose much. He's still, I mean, I don't like the champion losing, but I think in this case, that's the route they're going to go. And I don't really have too much of an issue with it. So uh, I'm going to go with Brian Danielson to get the win as well. Uh, that wraps up AEW dynamite grand slam. And now we are on to AEW rampage grand slam. Uh, we'll start at the bottom first match Anna J. Uh, versus Penelope Ford. Uh, Penelope Ford last night just beat the shit out of Adajay and um, Tay Conti with brass knuckles. So I think uh, here's a good spot for Anna Jay to get her uh, win back and uh, get a win over Penelope Ford. So I think Anna Jay wins this one. Yep, I agree. I think Anna Jay is a uh, you know up and coming talent that they have a lot of big plans for. So I think this is an opportunity for them to put her over and uh, get her a win on a big show. So I'm going to say Anna Jay. Next up, a match that was made last night. I don't have you seen this, the match that they made last night? It is an eight-man tag. It is the Lucha Brothers and Santana and Ortiz versus the Hardy Family Office of Private Party and the Butcher and the Blade. Wow. Uh, Lucha Brothers and Santana and Ortiz together are one amazing eight-man team. Um, they can't lose. They can't lose. They're not going to lose. And frankly, I would like to see a tag match between the Lucha Bros and EYFBO at some point in the future. I don't think um, any of them should be taking a pinfall here. And I think uh, Private Barney are the guys to uh, take the loss. So uh, Lucha Bros and Santana Ortiz get the win here. Yeah, agreed. I think uh, they they should get the win here. And... I would, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I hopefully they're going in a direction where they're going to end up. We're going to end up seeing Lucha Brothers versus uh, Santana and Ortiz at some point because that should be that would be great. I'm sure that would be an excellent match. So yeah, I'm going to go with baby faces on this one too. Uh, let's see, where do we go? Let's go. Uh, CM Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Listen, CM Punk is the biggest name in AEW right now, close with Brian Danielson. And the guys in matches with Darby Allen and Powerhouse Hobbs. He said he wants to come back and wrestle the young guys, and he clearly isn't lying. He's putting over guys like Hook, Joe. I have an issue with the Hook thing. Hook should not be standing in front of CM Punk. I'm sorry. I just don't think I, I'm not. Hook looks like Bieber, okay? Like, like pre-meth Bieber. And there's nothing that, dude, that Madison Square Taven shirt rules that is such a good shirt <laughs> i didn't even know you had that that is great um yeah punk versus powerhouse hobbs hobbs is a beast he's coming into his own i don't think 
he beats CM Punk, though. I think Powerhouse Hobbs is better for being in the ring with Punk, but CM Punk gets the win. Yeah, I mean, I just, I think, I don't believe that CM Punk will lose a match on an episode of Rampage against Powerhouse Hobbs at this stage of where he is. <laughs> that was in, a very funny delivery. <laughs> in AEW. I mean, I could see him in, you know, at some point, you know, if he has a longer term or more high, higher profile feud with Team Taz, that maybe he would drop a match or two there. But right now, uh, coming off of his first match against Darby, which was very good, and he's got a lot of momentum, as we've noted. I don't see him losing in this match, so CM Punk will get the victory. Uh, okay, let's go. The Inner Circle, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus the Men of the Year, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page with I'm a fat face dipshit, yeah, 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 uh, Dan Lambert. This was a cool segment that they did on Dynamite last week. Um, Dan Lambert showed up with Andre Arlovsky, Paige Van Zandt, uh, Junior Dos Santos, and some, I forget she from the Pro Fight League. I forget her name. I'm a piece of shit for that. Sorry. But um, Dan Lambert, American top team, MMA, one of the greatest gyms in the world. Uh, he comes out and he just cuts promo after promo of why. It's like he listens to the drive through with Jim Cornette, takes some notes, rewords it, and then uh, comes out and cuts a good promo. Not for nothing. The guy can cut a promo. Like, He's a huge wrestling fan. This is really cool for him, I'm sure. Um, I don't know if the men of the year are necessarily getting a lot from it, but <laughs> Ethan Page is walking around hitting the double bicep like the entire time uh, pops me, especially in those shirts. That being said, I, I don't know. You know what? The inner circle probably will win this. Um, no, you know what? No, the men of the year are going to win because there are so many possibilities of who's going to be there cornering them with Dan Lambert. Andre Arlovsky could knock out Jake Hager. There's a shoot match down the road or something like that, but leave the men of the year. They lost to Darby. They need some steam back. So I'm going to go with men of the year, get a victory via nefarious means. Yeah. I, I kind of lean the same way. Initially when the match was made, I figured that you know Jericho and, and Hager would win, but if they're going to continue with Dan Lambert for a little while and some of the you know MMA guys behind them, I think you got to give them some legitimate legitimacy, especially with men of the year um, who are both talented guys. So I, I don't see any reason why they should just be fodder for others. So I, I would have the men of the year win this match probably with some, like you said, outside interference from uh, the American top team. And uh, we'll see, but I'm going to go with uh, the men of the year. Okay, um, next up, we'll go to a tag match. <clears throat> Suzuki-Goon. Minoru Suzuki. Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. In what appears to be a lights-out match. Did you know that? Uh, no, I didn't uh, know that it was a lights-out match. That's what Wikipedia has. Um, does that mean it's not going to count on a record? Is that technically what the lights-out match means, right? Uh, I think so. I mean, it's probably just going to be like, I mean, look, it's going to be a wild brawl regardless, right? Yeah. You were talking earlier about Moxley and Kingston coming through the crowd. A lot of their matches wind up in the crowd. We know a lot of Suzuki's matches wind up in the crowd. Pretty much any, any six or eight man tag that if you watch in new Japan, that Suzuki goon is in is, uh, he always is out on the floor throwing chairs and scaring the announcers. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's interesting because when new Japan and ring of honor started their, you know, agreement a couple of years back, we were always talking about how New Japan always won 
all those matches, right? They always seem to win most of those matches. Now, no. <laughs> um, I feel like AEW guys are winning a lot of these matches on, on TV. So I don't, you know, again, I don't know what, what New Japan's agreement is with them. You know, personally, how I view Suzuki, you know, he came in, he did a clean job to John Moxley on TV in Cincinnati. I think they should get a win here. Um, you know, Moxley and King, especially if it's a light lights out match, they could just, you know, use violence and, you know, I'm sure that it could go either way. So I'm going to go with Suzuki and Archer to get a win. I think that'd be a nice change of pace for them. Give Archer a little momentum and Suzuki will get a little bit of a revenge from his loss a couple weeks ago. Yep. I agree with you completely. Um, Lance Archer needs the momentum and Suzuki just, he's like a deity. The guy shouldn't just be losing randomly. He lost cleanly to Moxley, as you mentioned. Um, I know Moxley. Who did Moxley lose cleanly to in an ODQ match? Was he it lost, Archer? He lost to Archer. Yeah, that was for the uh, IWGP US Championship. He ended up losing. I think he, I believe he put him through a table with barbed wire or something, and yeah. Moxley couldn't get up. So that's right. Oh, Texas Death Match. Right. He couldn't get up in the mat. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, unfortunately, I, I see my man Eddie taking the pin here. Um, so. I'm with you. I'm going to go Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer win in what should be just fun, but duck. That's what I'm going to tell you. Prepare, be prepared on Wednesday. Hey, you, you mentioned this before. Is there any way you can get Suzuki to punch you in the face? I mean, I'm sure I wouldn't have to provoke him very much. You probably <laughs> just need to be within five feet of him and he'll just take a swing at me. I assume so. Um, the main event of the night, the super click Adam Cole, baby. And the young bucks, Matt Jackson and the Jackson. Versus Christian Cage and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. It's unfortunate that Luchasaurus is in the match, but it should be a good match overall. I have a weird feeling, I have a sneaking suspicion that they're going to announce on Dynamite this is for six-man tag title belts on Rampage. I just kind of have a feeling. Um, I think it would be cool. I The Super Click wins. Um, they have no reason not to win. Luchasaurus should take the pin and it should be a really fun six man PWG esque scramble. Great match. Yeah. I, I mean, I fully agree with that. I don't see Adam Cole and the young bucks losing this match. Uh, certainly Adam Cole has come in with a lot of momentum himself. Um, won his first match against Frankie Kazarian last week on dynamite. Uh, this is another opportunity for, you know, again, it's, it's you're seeing a lot of stuff that you wouldn't have seen you know, just a couple of weeks ago, Adam Cole teaming with the Young Bucks again, Christian Cage teaming with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Now they're all in the same ring next next weekend. Um, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really good match, but I agree that the elite is going to come away with the victory. Yeah, and the Bucks just lost to, um, you know, the Lucha Bros. And like, so they need to build them on from back up. And I would be, I would be all aboard with the idea of a six-man tag title because, you know, the Young Bucks they were out of the tag title picture for a while and they held the tag titles, but there are so many, we talked about it. There's so many good trios teams, right? You have the super click, you have uh Luchasaurus, you have Hardy family office, you have uh, Daniel Garcia and 2.0, you have Moxley, Eddie and Darby who've been teaming. I'm sure there is plenty that I'm missing FTR and Sean Spears who've been teaming. Like there are plenty of good trios teams and it could give really strong tag teams or singles guys that don't fit in, the tag team or any of the singles um, belt like divisions, uh, a place to go. So that would be uh, something really cool. And I mean, you can even defend them on elevation or uh, dynamite or I'm sorry, or dark There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, legs to that. 
But I got to tell you, man, top to bottom, we're looking at 11 matches. There's not one. There's not one bad match in the bunch, Joe. No. Yeah. I mean, it should be excellent. Uh, it's going to be, um, you know, it's really going to be interesting to see how the show lays out. I mean, they, they do have a lot of good stuff planned for Rampage, which I think is good because, you know, when they have that Danielson and Omega match, I'm sure everyone's going to be pretty amped for that. And it's going to take a lot of energy from the crowds, but you still have a lot of good stuff coming in Rampage after that, right? It's not going to be kind of a, uh, a downer after that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be really good. There's going to be, I think, like 18,000 people in the building or something close to that. Uh, so, um like i've never been to this yeah Yeah. i've never been to this stadium before i don't know that i don't know if they've had a wrestling event there if they've had it's you know never uh, so it's gonna be uh pretty cool and should be a lot of fun uh our buddy uh johnny quintana messaged me a while ago he he actually went to the u.s open a bunch of times and he he said to me a long time ago he's like dude this would be a great place for a wrestling event and sure enough now here we are um seems strange to me the wwe never tried to run it um it's not far from city field which is the home of the mets so we're gonna have to figure out how the hell we're getting there joe that's the only thing i could think of for uh this week but that's about it man um the i'm trying to think anything else we've really missed g1 starts today so i know uh there's a lot of wrestling to catch up on i was going to wear my um shingo shirt and i forgot because i was running late this morning but um, the G1's on this week. GCW was last night. Uh, John Gresham versus Minoru Suzuki happened. There's so much fun stuff. And if you want to follow along with the fun stuff, because I tend to clip things and post them on Twitter, follow us at All Night Long WP everywhere you social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Give us a like, a retweet. If you're going to be at AEW Grand Slam this week and you want to buy me a brewski, actually, you want to buy me a burger, let us know at us again at all night long wp and i'm looking forward to a couple of good shows this week yeah man should be good hopefully we can uh you know avoid you getting canceled faster than tommy dreamer am i right oh man that's (laughs) all i have to do is helicopter my yep that's it and that's it for another edition of the all night long wrestling podcast he is your host he's the stallion i'm the enforcer and we are tapping out